Enough is enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And it's been a while. Since I brought a ref on the podcast, so it's all about the independent scene. So I brought over my good friend, DM Stevens. What is going on? What is going on? Thanks for having me and uh, cheers. Yay! Let's have, let's have ourselves a little cocktail. Ooh, I love it. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Uh, green apple vodka straight up. Ooh, okay. It's that kind of podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> Damn, I nah. wish I knew what I got ready for it. <laughs> I'll keep myself. I'll keep myself uh, well behaved. I just some of the, you don't. You, know, you don't have to. <laughs> I have a professional reputation to uphold, so I'm gonna try at least. All right, awesome. And a chaser of uh, Poland Springs sparkling water. There, there you go. go. There you go. So that's how we like it around here. So, guys, yes. if you're new here to the Under the Rope series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, uh, referees, backstage promoters. I got you covered. If you guys got questions for DM Stevens, please drop it into the chat. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that share button. Let's get some people in here let's get this party started so i see you people in the chat what's going on wes is already in the chat he says he says hey ref dm stevens colin west say to one of the best refs out there brad's in there he goes it's after 5 p.m yeah i know i know it's after five he can he can have his drink captain dave's in the chat what's going on how are you good old people love you thanks for coming in and all the support and all that fun stuff so all right so we're gonna get back to basics here that's what i like to do you know people may know you people may not know you so we're gonna learn a little bit more about you today so let's go back to the start how did you get into professional wrestling well the story goes uh my mother my mother claimed that i took the tv remote control from them and started flicking channels and Next thing I know, wrestling comes on. I stopped dead in my tracks and just kept focus and was watching wrestling. And for my mother, it was great because she grew up a wrestling fan herself. Uh, her favorite was Bruno San Martino, and her grandmother got her into it. You know, so a, a, my dad tolerated it, but he didn't really, I don't want to say he didn't care for it necessarily, but, you know, he just indulged because I loved it. But, um, yeah, so it was like our bonding deal. So uh, that's the story. I've always been told that that's how I started watching wrestling on a consistent basis. But going forward, of course, you know, the Hogans of the world, the Warriors of the world, the bright, larger-than-life characters and, you know, the colorful uh, characters. Then then I discovered, you know, the hearts, Brett and Owen. And I, I'm not getting up at the moment, but... I have two Owen Hart figures right on my uh, Cheerio cabinet here that's been on display for years. So uh, that I gravitated toward those people, uh, the, the wrestlers. But 
yeah, it, it's just been a long journey <laughs> with like liking wrestling. So as for the start, that's pretty much how it was. And my mother, uh, God rest her soul, she uh, indul- indulged my habit because she got to watch wrestling again, I guess. So everything of my fandom and what I'm doing right now, she's responsible i'll i'll claim that oh i love that i love that i feel like we all have like a bonding story right like somebody like in our family we bonded with to get into wrestling which is which is so great it's so awesome so i don't know like i mean i know this about you and you know and i'm sure like we're gonna dab into it like more into it so some people may know this some people might not know this that you were a wrestler you know before it's like the official like being the ref so let's get into that story of you know why you decided to be a wrestler like you know is this something that you want to like dabble back into and then we want to go into the story of how did that transition into you being a ref so when i mean like a lot of people who are involved in wrestling now there's backyard wrestling you know why the hell not let's get a trampoline together let's get mattresses together let's do this that but we kept ourselves clean in the sense of no barbed wire all that stuff but it was just a group of friends on a trampoline and again my mother she allowed it (laughs) we gave her more gray hairs than she probably deserved and um i was talking to the guy who eventually trained me a guy by the name he went by the name of Corey havoc and you know i don't know how we found each other but you know aol instant messenger days you know like you know how those went. oh yeah you would find random people and you know, then you have commonalities and it's just like, oh, well, this is cool. You know, back in the days of forums, too, you know, when they were more of the thing. Um, so just would he would just watch videos that we would put up on YouTube, you know, the infancy of YouTube at the time. And he would be like, hey, you, you seem to be like the only one that kind of gets it. Why don't you just come train to actually be a wrestler? I'll train you. So I trained. So that was it. I started training with him in 2008, I think. I'm pretty sure 2008, if not late 2007. My first match was on December 1st, 2008. Yep. Uh, what made me want to wrestle? Just why not? Um, though I'm five six, you know, my my height necessarily doesn't. Uh, put me in favor, you know, with if, if I, uh, unless I was a luchador like Rey Mysterio, but I'm agile, but not that ad- agile, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I wrestled for a little bit, then mom fell ill, I stopped, uh, came back for a little bit, and then I left because she, you know, things at home needed my attention more. And when she, when she passed away, uh, I just kind of stayed away. Then a friend of mine called me or text me rather. Hey, we're putting a, a match together in memory for a, a friend of ours who had unfortunately passed away too. Would you want to wrestle in it? It was for a company uh, locally. And I said, I, you know what? I'm, my mind's not really into it. And my heart's not into it. I would really rather not. Right. All right, all right, cool. Then a couple of days later, it's like, hey, would you just want a ref at least? I'm like, okay, I've never done that yet, but sure, why not? So one match there turned into half a card. <laughs> 
And then that turned into, I want to say, a year and a half, two years of doing shows for that place. And then one day uh, I didn't go because of a snowstorm, and I never heard back from them since. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that was – it is what it is, but at in, in any rate, it was a blessing in disguise. And then um, somebody else was running a show, and they called me because they worked with that same company at one point, and they're like, hey – you know, I'm doing a show. Do you want to ref again? And I'm like, hmm, why not? You know, why not? So I uh, did that one show, and that was it. I didn't really put myself out there much further than that. And, it was, you know, it was a good time, and I thought that was it, you know. And then 2019 is when I first came back for UWA Elite. I'm grateful for Dave Swan and, and crew for welcoming me and, uh, just giving me an opportunity. Uh, and I learned about that opportunity through a friend that's not even in wrestling, <laughs> like a mutual. I was like, oh, well, this is kind of weird. But it wound up working out. And uh, outside of the pandemic, of course, I mean, I've pretty much been repping consistently ever since. And uh, my last match was actually November of 2019. And uh, do I want to dab back into it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I. For, you know, I have a good full-time job. You know, I don't want to screw up. And uh, it, listen, at the end of the day, yeah. we all know what wrestling is and everything, but that competitive side is always going to be there. Right. That wrestler is going to always be there uh, no matter what. If it makes sense to have a match, maybe. But for now, I mean, if it weren't for Corey Dillinger, I probably wouldn't even be have been refing that long i would have been attempting to be a wrestler mm -hmm. because that was my full intent come back ref for x amount of time circulate around a little bit see what's out there see what kind of opportunities i could be afforded eventually down the line as a wrestler and he's just like hey man you know I'm not trying to sound like an ass i'm paraphrasing here but um there are not that many decent refs out there right or good refs or I forget what he's saying. I don't want to misquote him, but basically, what he's saying, like you're pretty, you're, you know, you're good. Why don't you just ref instead? You, you, you'll probably get booked more. Mm -hmm. Which he was right, you know, thinking about it in hindsight, because the 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 field out there, uh, the talent pool of wrestlers right now is just absolutely incredible. No matter where you go, right? Right. So, how is it going to be for me unless I was doing? you know flippy shit or nothing against the flippy stuff but if i wasn't doing a certain thing or was already established as like a matt grappler or a talent you know like scoot andrews who just came back to uh, etu um legend right. legend came back and it's just like all right cool we're ready to welcome scoot andrews back i had i have nowhere near not even a fraction of a percent of that kind of like you know status it's just i would have been earning my way again from the bottom up so I would like to think that because of that, it's all worked out. And, I've, you know, we're working everywhere from UWA Elite, Pro Wrestling Magic, NFW, and most recently GCW. Yeah. So, I mean, it's worked out, I think, in my favor. That's, that's so great. I love to give some love into this chat here. Uh, stars in the chat, Johnny, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's in there, Jumbo Breath. He goes, what's up, bro? Good job this weekend. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, man. <laughs> thank you for your help this weekend. You're always a great hand to help out when 
for those uh, big weekends in GCW. Jimmy, Jimmy's the best. Melissa's in the chat. She goes, UWA is where we first met. Oh, I love that. And I, and I remember the first interaction with her and Azalea. That it just, oh man, because she, she just posted a picture not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I think of uh, like one of the first shows that they attended, maybe, but. Ryan brought Azalea in the ring, Ryan T, and counted with her, and just Azalea's energy was very contagious. So it's just like it's very easy to gravitate mm -hmm. towards people like Azalea and Melissa. So it's uh, one of the things I love with wrestling. It's you know, it brings people together. It really does. Like you know, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was saying how. Uh, somebody was like, you go to a lot of shows by yourself. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I travel a lot by myself. But I was like, even if I'm in other states, I wind up making friends. And then especially if you keep going back to places, people recognize you and you just like make friends. So you're really not alone because it really does bring a whole bunch of us together. So it's like even with you, like you refing people seeing you on, you know, whether it's IWTV or YouTube or, you know, Fight TV, you know, like people come up to see you and, you know, say hi. And the same thing, even like with fans, like you'll always feel kind of comfortable because if you keep going back to a certain promotion, right? Like it's just inevitable. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you really, I mean, you meet the cream of the crop to put it, uh, uh, mildly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in good people and you know, the not so good people. So, but uh, I've been very fortunate to meet the people that I've met. And that, that was kind of the deal with my downtime from wrestling. I kept in contact with certain people just cause at the end of the day, I mean, people know this as well as anything. You never, it never really truly goes away. It very rarely goes away, like of wanting to wrestle or anything like that. And I'll take it one step further with, um, what in 2019, I was, uh, going to therapy and whenever the therapist would bring up, uh, because I would bring up the wrestling or they would mention, you know, ask me to talk about it. And they just made a thing of like, you know, out of everything that we've talked about here, that's the one thing that really gives you a glow that you really connect with and like it just it, you, you change. And it really kind of put it in perspective from somebody um, just to say, hey, you know, this obviously still means a lot to you, like the memories of it and everything like that. Like, have you ever really considered have you considered going back? Not really until then. And it's. You know, what's the saying go? We're coming up Millhouse. So it's, it's been uphill from here, really. Right. So I, I really credit my therapist for kind of just being like, hey, you still love this stuff. You could, I could tell. Right. And there we go. Just rocking and rolling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me, let's talk about this because Brad said, so happy for you getting that GCW spot. So, yeah, let's let's talk about the weekend because we just came out of a big, gigantic weekend of wrestling. Uh, you know, AC, very huge. You had two GCW shows. You had JCW going on this weekend. Big, big weekend of wrestling. If you guys didn't watch it, definitely go back and check it out. So why don't you, like, relive a little bit of it for us? Like, some good moments. Well, I'll, I'll start with the bad one first. Because <laughs> uh, Alec Price, your tweet got sassy with me, and I deserved it because I committed pretty much a ref cardinal sin and, and not count a three count. I mean, it's happened on television before. We've seen it. 
and everything like that, mm -hmm. you know. But I still try to hold myself to a certain standard. But, uh, I mean, after I talked with the talent and everything else like that, boy, it really burned a saddle in me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was pissed. And it's nobody, you know, because I, I take it seriously to a fault. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like, all right, I had to cool off. And I'm very appreciative of the people uh, backstage, you know, the uh, fellow ref crew and everything that kind of, I don't want to say talk me off the ledge because that sounds too extreme, but it, it just to kind of be like, hey, man, it happens. And it's just like, but at the showboat, really? I, I was, it took me a good while to kind of cool off from that, but, um, but then it changed, uh, well, outside of, the match was really good with, uh, Alec and, uh, Grim Reefer, then of course, Dylan McKay and Asriel, which was excellent, and, um, the GCW World Tag Team Championship match, which that's really weird for me to say. Right. You know, because that's a recognized world championship, mm -hmm. you, you know, like, like a PWI recognized world championship, of, you know, like I've done... Well, let's see. I forget when my first GCW show actually was. It was not New Year's. It was the one after that. I'm, my, my mind is slipping right now. But anyway, I think it was February, right? That was that weekend? I think so. Yep, yeah, it was February. February. Yeah. Yep, February the, uh, February the 19th and the 20th. <clears throat> I got to ref three matches over that weekend for GCW. That was just so surreal. Because I remember that then being a big six-person mashup of SGC and Lucha guys. And, um, like, that first one was just like, whoa. It's the showboat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of wrestlers, referees, they want to get to GCW. They want to get to AEW. They want to get to WWE. But in that moment, standing in the ring with MLJ was like, wow. Uh, you know, because... You know when they're kind of you kind of get familiar with GoPro. By the way, shout out to GoPro, the best production yes. company in all of pro wrestling. Um, <clears throat> you kind of know by the music and the history of how they do certain things with production when they go shoot to the aisle camera and um, at the entrance camera rather. And once I knew that, I just I looked around. I'm like, wow. <laughs> not only not I'm not I mean I repped hybrid there. I've read JCW there, obviously. And then, like, wow, this is the big dance. Right. It just took it all in. It was absolutely fantastic. And then that was also, uh, I got to ref Billy Starks and Cole Roderick that weekend. And the one other one I can't remember right now. But fast forward to this weekend, I just kind of wanted to give a backdrop of, like, like, with GCW, like, wow, this is really it. So after this, after the series of unfortunate events that occurred at JCW, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, I'm hanging out because, you know, we had two other referees there too. For those who watched Tournament of Survival, it was John Gray, AJ, Adam, and Ryan, and I was basically ringside most of the time helping whatever they needed. Um, which I don't, you know, I loved that stuff too because I'm still kind of a part of it. And I'm, like, right in the center of it, just making sure everybody's taken care of and, you know, rings clean of debris, all that stuff. Like, that, as, as long as I'm a part of the dance, man, I mean, I'm just really happy to be doing that. <clears throat> but I will say this weekend's shows were – it was the – and I tweeted about it at RefDMStevens if you want to follow me on Twitter. Um, I tweeted about it. I'm like, this had to have been the wildest 
pro wrestling weekend of my entire life because not only that was my first death match I have ex ever experienced at Tournament of Survival. The crowd was absolutely wild. And then the COS show was probably the best. And I'm not I'm not being biased because I was reffing that show or I reffed the one match. But it was the most wild crowd. It was probably one of the best independent wrestling cards up and down I've seen in a long time, if not ever. Wow. And that's not to take away from any shows that I've worked on, companies I've worked for, anything like that. But that was just – the environment was so just just absolutely insane. Right. And the fact that I got to ref Masha Slamovich and Lufisto was bucket list for me. You know, and, and I'll tweet things, you know, and it's like I'm not, I don't look for clout, anything like that because that's not my shtick. I just – I'm very passionate and – I just, you know, I'm not trying to be like, I mean, you see me on the, on Twitter there, Tiff, and yeah. anybody that might be watching. I rarely will even put out like, you know, hey, I want to be booked for this date, this date, this date. I did at first when I first kind of came back and I'm like, you know what? Just let him come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy with what I have. So, um, yeah, like I tweeted out that I got to rep two of the best pro wrestlers in the in the world in Masha and Lufisto. Mm -hmm. Like, Lufisto, when I started watching independent wrestling around 2002, 2001, was the first, like, one of the first ones that stuck out to me. Because women's wrestling then was, you know, let's just be Different. honest. Not, yeah. Not good at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be polite. But Lufisto was beating up men and beating up women, just, just like a tornado going through everything. It's it, She was phenomenal and she still is phenomenal so when i was given the assignment i'm like oh i get to ref a bucket list match in refing a lufisto match right oh but it's with masha this is fantastic that's so awesome <laughs> so and lufisto was kind of again i don't tweet any of this for clout but she co-tweeted it you know complimenting my work as well like you know so thank you for doing an awesome job and that that was cool. That yeah. was really cool, because she's an independent wrestling hall of famer, and she she's got her own life going on. She took the time out of the day to stress of uh, referees are just as I'll I'll pull it up really quick, just because it was really cool. I, I kind of like to be reminded of myself, like wow, that just happened, really. <laughs> a referee. She quote tweeted my tweet that said, "I was assigned one match at COS, and it's one that I really wanted." I got to be the third person in the ring with two of the best pro wrestlers in the world, Masha Lufisto. What an honor. What a hell of a wrestling match. And I love pro wrestling. She quote tweeted saying, a referee is as important as the wrestlers. They can make or break the magic. So thank you for an awesome job. Aww. That was that was so cool. That was so cool, man. I love <laughs> like, that. I'm getting giddy about it right now. It's, that's so cool. That's so pure. And that's why, like, you know, when I do these podcasts that I always say, like, everybody's important to wrestling. Like, every it's, it's true it's like it makes the magic happen and you guys are just important and you guys bust your ass to in the ring you know you're checking on the people making sure that they're not getting hurt or you know if anything's going wrong or you are such importance to the match so i mean that's like the validation like it's just nice to hear every once in a while that it's like oh i got that validation you know like the appreciation of it from somebody so and someone who's seen everything, everything, 
And I made and broke a match all in one weekend. I've made and broke matches all in one weekend. So, uh, you know, that it was a roller coaster, and I just was really happy that I was able to accomplish that. And on to the next GCW weekend, which I'll put out there right now. I will be in New York City at the Melrose Ballroom and at the FET Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island in so a couple awesome. weeks. So really that's, awesome. Yeah, right? Like, I'm, just, I'm more stoked about going to Rhode Island. I've never been, so this is going to be a real trip for me. That's huge. So awesome. Congratulations for that. Man, Thank you. There's so many promotions, you know, like we're going we're gonna to tip around a few promotions because there's so many ones that you know, make a staple for you. So let's talk a little bit about UWA Leap since like Melissa brought it up into the chat, you know, talk to us a little bit about the company. I mean, I've been there. It's a cute company. <laughs> a lot of people that, um, you know, I've interviewed on this podcast work there, like, uh, you know, Matt Vertigo and Eric Corvus, you know, are just some of the names that you'll see at UWA Leap. But like, tell us a little bit about UWA Leap. Well, unfortunately, I haven't been there in a little while because schedule conflicts and all that stuff. I, you know, I kind of kept in touch with like Ryan and about it and stuff. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm already working here or there. Um, but yeah, it just it's a lot. It's a lot of the same roster. They'll bring in new people in from time to time, but they keep it in seasons. I think they just celebrated their 20th season, or they're in the midst of their 20th season. But they've been around from backyard to pro. Right. And it's a fantastic story with a lot of people. Uh, KTB came from there originally, you know, wrestles there still whenever he can. Because I know he just came back this past weekend at uh, the GCW weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan, of course, grew up with a lot of those guys and girls over at UWA Elite. So, I mean, I, if it, and I thank dave swan who's the promoter of the company you know personally like if it weren't for you giving me that chance i don't even know where i would be right now so i mean if schedules weren't conflicting i would be there like i was at one point all the time yeah just because and, and you know i was told by somebody else that they're a very tight knit group of talent because they're all friends they all grew up a lot of them grew up together everything like that so it's like okay but they made me all of them yeah feel so welcome and that you know i earned my keep there i felt like i did and then it just kind of went on from there but yeah i nothing but love for them and i, I hope to get back there soon because I, I do miss everybody over there yeah a lot of great people i'm hoping to go back in that week uh that they have at the the festival which i thought was really cool that they run a bunch of shows during the festival yeah the, the Middlesex County Fair. Yeah. They run shows. They run shows throughout the course of the week. I did. I, Middlesex County, from where I live, is a little bit of a drive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish I could do all days or at least a, a show or two, but um, they run them in blocks. I forget. Like, there's three different shows throughout the day, and then the big show is either on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple years because I forget. Yeah. I did the 2019 year, pandemic 2020, of course didn't do it and the 2021 i was occupied i couldn't yeah i couldn't do anything there so um but that's a hell of a good time yeah you have fair you have fair goers that are wrestling fans non-wrestling fans you know so it it really that's that's a trip because then everybody who's a regular there there's certain spots that have um uh things that they like like dave will get his uh 
stein of root beer all the time. <laughs> and then just people get certain foods. It's just it, the, fair, the fairs are really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if, you, if you ever have one local to you, I mean, I encourage you to do it. It, it really is a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is a lot of fun. I definitely got to take uh, Brad and Margaret and my goddaughter because I think that they would have a lot of fun. But it's definitely, again, it's like a whole week. Uh, so and you can make a day out of it if, you, if you're working or, you know, you can go on a Saturday, which is kind of great. So definitely something to look into if uh, you guys are looking for some sort of fun. So uh, Brad Axe is in the, in the chat. He goes, it's always been said that the refs being the third person in the ring shouldn't be noticed. And if they are noticed, it's usually for something bad when it comes to the indies. It seems fans know refs for the good. How does that make you feel? Uh, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. That was something I had to combat with at first because, again, I'm, like I mentioned before, I'm always going to be a wrestler at heart. So at first, it, you know, it was kind of hard. But I, my favorite referee is Mike Kyoto. He's not noticeable yet, you know, enough where you kind of know who they are. I loved it when an announcers named them off. I mean, that's no, that's one way or the other. It really doesn't bother me so much anymore because in certain companies and even a lot of independents will do it too, but it is what it is, right? I'm not there to be the star of the show. Right. Uh, Gordon Soley said it best in, I don't know if it's available on YouTube still, but uh, NWA posted a world's championship match between Harley Race and Terry Funk from the 70s. And Soli made a point of mentioning the referee in the ring, who was also a wrestler. And like, oh, yeah, he's just coming back from working dates here. Uh, what a, you know, he is a wrestler, but what a hell of what an official. The best qualities of an official is to be obscure yet firm. And that phrasing stuck with me since then, because I never really thought about it that way. But the way it was delivered uh into you know explaining at least what he feels or you know how it was generally felt at that time obscure yet firm mm -hmm. just gotta kind of keep yourself out of the way and um uh you know but you have to kind of make yourself known at some points too as the authoritative figure or if something calls for it and you know you just gotta kind of be there again i <laughs> i've been I, again, it was best example of last weekend. I, I had a big mess up, and that's fine. I ate it, and that's completely fine. And, you know, as 24 hours later, plus, you know, it's going to happen. Not that I like it to happen, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but it's, that's also like a baseball pitcher. You know, like the, the best quality for them in a lot of way outside of their physical capabilities is their mentality. You know, just little at a time right right or uh short memory short memory about the bad things so it's another thing too because it is going to happen and that goes for wrestlers referees managers ring announcers anything like that it, it happens right. with all of us um but yeah obscure yet firm has been something that's really stuck by me and that's that's the way i've tried to keep it actually on a sidebar and i'll tell you who off air but there was a seminar i attended and the wrestler who was conducting it they were like okay of course you know watching the wrestlers giving them feedback everything like that and i i i remember this wrestler when they first broke in because i kind of broke in around the same time and which is weird because this person remembered me i'm like holy shit this is really weird <laughs> excuse my language but it's like wow this is really weird because they're on television right 
and they're still on television. And they, and I said, hey, you know, I know this isn't really like, I mean, the referees handle the referees, but do you have anything to say about me? He looked at me dead in the eye and said, I didn't even notice you were in there. And that was probably the best compliment I could have gotten from someone watching. Wow. Because it's it's not about me. Right. And, you know, again, I'm not saying anything about anybody else. But for, for me and my taste of how I like to do things, the only times I like to be noticed is to, like, you know, suck people into a falsy. Right. Uh, there was there was a Jordan, Ol- Jordan Oliver, excuse me, Jordan Blade and uh, Lady Frost match at Pro Wrestling Magic. There was one false, like a falsy that, you know, one, two, and, you know, the kick out. The crowd was like, oh, like, you know, instead of the usual pop, like, oh, you know what? There was like that concern. Whoa, was that supposed to happen? Right, Which, right. You know, but like, I, it's like, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, it, you know, it's it's moments like that because like, like you know, a referee can make or break anything. But when it, it like when I noticed that it enhanced what I did, then that's cool. You know, that's just something I'll take with me. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, so I was asked to ask you, who is your favorite baseball team? The Mets. Yay. We like the Mets. <laughs> as, as my, as my fiance likes to say, my entire team sucks <laughs> considering she's a Red Sox fan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you brought up magic. So let's talk about pro wrestling magic. Another great company, you know, that's been running for years. Shout out to them. So, you know, I know it's one of the first places that's given you a chance. So give us a little bit more about that. You know, the fans, the cards a little bit. Well, you know, you mentioned first chance, like, you know, UWA kind of like got me got my feet wet to get back into it and kind of build my confidence get some reps in and then of course you know work those matches which you know they're very solid i mean i always love working the uwa league cards they're always very solid magic gave me the opportunity to rep uh like established names you know what i'm Mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm. like the i mean you could see the track record in which i repped lately a lot of any pacifico matches but rocky romero titus uh, you know, there's a name coming up maybe in the future that I'm not going to disclose, but that's another big one. Uh, I made it, I repped the main event of Buddy Matthews and Ace Romero. Like, I'm being trusted with those people. Right. Okay. But, you know, and throughout the course of time, like, I've been trusted with a lot of different people. And it's like, they really gave me that first opportunity. Again, uh, I forget when my first show was was with them, but it, in 2019. But they thrust me into working with certain people, and that was really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that was the first company I worked with uh, Jordan Oliver in a one-on-one capacity, you know, in a match. So it, it really, they really gave me the confidence. The company, I mean, it's all within you, right? Your confidence and everything like that. But they gave me the ball to run with it with uh, the talents it's like okay here you go <laughs> make it or break it baby so it, it just really um yeah they really gave me the chance to work with you know these really established names um and they're it's it's still happening i mean outside of gcw like and even another company i want to shout out bloodstorm pro right. you know they're putting me in with such great talents too and you know, it's cool to be trusted with a lot of talent. Like, and, and I'll even go to NFW with Cody. Yeah. You know, 
Kit, I ref Kid Bandit and Alice Taylor and uh, Jordan Oliver and Akira. Like what? Like it's still wild to me. Like I'm in I'm in wrestling, but I'm still such a fan, and I'm not afraid to say it. Call me a mark. I don't care. But I'm still a fan of these talents. They're the ones breaking their ass and doing all the work and doing all the travel, like what they do, just to put on a great show and to you know some of them make a living, right? right. So or work really hard and hope to make this their living. You, you know what I mean? So it it's really it's really very cool. It is cool. To kind of have that. And I know I worked another one on an NFW show. I'm just it's just slipping my head right now. But yeah, it's just just the example like wow. This is re- it's still really cool to me that I get to work with these top caliber of talent. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. So so many great promotions, and we love to see it, and it's it's so great. Wait, let me. Uh, Wes said, Kyle and me always love seeing DM Stevens at shows. Always comes up, says hi to us. Anyone that knows us, wrestling is family. It really is. It, it, it truly, truly is. So it's a great thing. Family's such a weird thing, though, isn't it? Though at the same time, like. You know, I don't know what people's personal relationships with their families are like, you know, but like with me, I don't have much left. So it's really kind of weird, like when someone says that in the sense of like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, this, this is nice. Yeah, it's all love. <laughs> this, is, this, this is really nice. Not to say that family are, you know, terrible. It's just like, ooh, okay, this yeah. is really nice. <laughs> another Another extended family. But no, I, I like Wes and Kyle. You know, they're they're always supportive. very nice and very supportive yeah. of wrestlers and referees alike. So it's um, you know equal opportunity supporters. Absolutely. Really. But, yeah, it's people like them. It's just it really it makes things go around. It's great. Mm. All right, so let's get into some fun questions here. Who is oh, your wait. Mount Rushmore of wrestling refs? Wrestling reps. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wrestling reps. My number one favorite is my Kyoto. That's without even it, – it's not even up for discussion. Um, he's on there. Uh, I'm going to say – now, are we going – this is tough. It's open for you, whatever I you want to go at. <laughs> Nick Patrick. Okay. From WCW fame and WWE or you know later on. Earl Hebner, of course, because, you know, big main events has done everything. And I'll throw a curveball in there of uh, of Tim White. Ooh, okay. Yeah, those would be my four of all time. Oh. If I want to go right now, uh, I, I have a bunch of favorites, you know, because we're yeah, – I know this is about me, but I like kind of uh, – Scarlett Donovan out of out West, mm-hmm. probably one of the best referees out West, of course, I met and worked with AJ this past weekend of, uh, you know, at, at GCW. There's, of course, Nick Shin. There's Crystal. Um, let's, there's a couple that are escaping me. John Gray, I just worked with, too, for the first time. Ryan T., Adam Galt. You know, there's so many great ones right now. It, and, you know, it, everyone's talking about, like, this is the best time for wrestling, and it really is. But the referee, the, the caliber of referee at a high level, I mean, you look at Jeremy Marcus, too, at, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling, just, there's, there's so many good ones out there. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But also, just a shout-out to, to Ryan and to Adam, Ryan T. Adam Galt, to have, uh, I'm grateful to have people like them to mentor me and, you know, kind of 
keep me in check when I need to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also just just the, you know, friendship too, because you know, let's be honest, you know, you know, with wrestling sometimes it's hard to trust people in a business of what's been described in the past as gypsies, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Okay. It's just it's it's just nice to know that I can trust, you know, some people. And yeah. The two of them have been really good to me over time, and I met both of them at UWA Elite too. So, from UWA Elite to GCW, it's it's really amazing how things work out full circle like that. So, I'm grateful for them. But yeah, there's a lot of great referees out there too. There there really there really is. So, okay. So, where's been your favorite venue that you've refed? Oh, the showboat. The showboat. That's that's I a, figured. That's not even a question. Yeah, yeah there, it, there's something about that venue. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you've been there in person, mm-hmm. but like the the acoustics in there are absolutely wild. The aesthetic is really great. And, and of course, I'm I'll just say Ridgefield Park because mm-hmm. you know I'm there all the time, <laughs> whether it be for magic or something else. Right. And actually, uh, for not not for refing, but my favorite venue that I wrestled at was the U, the Battleship USS New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. Like, wow, I'm wrestling on the battleship. And this is really because I re- I actually re- uh, wrestled two shows that uh, two matches that day. Right. Uh, it was a battle royal and then a tag match, which I I'll never forget because that was the last show that my mom was at in attendance too. It was her and my friend at the time. They both went, and yeah, that's something I'll never forget. I mean, you know, it it was an experience to say that you're wrestling on a retired battleship. Oh, that's cool. Like, really? It was really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Okay. Best bump you ever took in a match as a ref, and Melissa wants to know why is it with Vargas? <laughs> well, the, the, the reason why it would be Vargas is because I didn't have a choice. Like, as soon as he grabbed my belt, I, I, was, I was gone. I was gone. Uh, best bump that I took as a I don't know. It's not stuff that I really, you know, totally think about in a way of like, uh, oh, actually, no, there was one. I took a pile driver from John Tella. Ooh. <laughs> it was at an ECPW show at like a, uh, a political fundraiser deal. I mean, it was a fun show. But he goes to me and he's like, hey, man, you feel like taking a pile driver? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, I'll share it. If I can find it, I'll share it online later. Let's just reshare it again. But that was probably the most fun because it was just me, John, and the opponent that knew. And it was a whole bit. It was like a breaking up of everything. And no wrestler knew. A lot of them didn't even know that I wrestled prior, right? So it's just kind of like, what, what, what are they doing to him? <laughs> you know, like. He doesn't even know how to take a bullet. No, he, I know a lot more than y'all think I do. Aww. Or at least I've, you know, I've been trained or smartened up enough, you know, just to, you know, protect myself. But my goodness, it, that caused a commotion. That was fun. Yeah. But yeah, the Vargas one was also really fun too, because it just watching the videos later on, it's like, man, I flew. <laughs> as long as I get my flyer miles eventually, I'll be fine. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Um, Brad wants to go. He says, now that you reach GCW, what companies are on the bucket list for you to ref? Impact and NWA. Ooh, okay. I, I, and it's funny that Brad asked that because I, I was actually talking about that with somebody 
recently um, another referee out west. Let me. I, I want to shout him out too because he's another good ref. He refs at Prestige Res- Wrestling. Rob uh, Rob Matheny, M A T H E N Y. Um, but yeah, like they mentioned, they want to go to NWA. Uh, and, but of course, I, w- I would love to work AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't me being pessimistic or anything, but it's just like it, it seems like certain. At the end of the day, you never know who's watching, and opportunities can come whenever, yeah. wherever, at what form, right? But if I'm setting a realistic goal for myself, but with television experience, it would definitely be NWA. Of course, the tradition, you know, the traditional way of pro wrestling, you know, the, again, NWA, you trace 100 plus years of tradition. Um, and Impact, because, you know, People can still go LOL TNA all they want, but Impact's been putting on a hell of a wrestling program, you know, over the last like, you know year or two, right? So, right. It, it it's two places that I would really like to go, if not for anything else, just to be like I, I did television. I mean, at GCW it's the biggest independent wrestling company in, in in the effing world right now, right? I'm there, and that's great, but like national television exposure, or anything like or national television experience. You know what I mean? To work with the different kind of cameras and production, and like and that's something that I want to say I did. And plus, growing up, or you know, in high school and going into college, like I loved original TNA, and that's it's amazing that that's been around for 20 years now, 20 plus, right? Yeah. So uh, just to be a part of that history too, something that I grew up watching. Like I look at a GCW right now; it's this generation's version of what ECW was, right? Or at least some people say that's how I feel, and it's great. I love it. But to be a part of the history of something I loved growing up, be like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Do an impact, or I'm doing NWA. Ric Flair was world's heavyweight champion here, or Harley Race was world's heavyweight champion here. Uh, even with AEW, a newer company, it's just like, wow, so much has happened here already in its infancy. Still, it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm kind of here. This is really cool. So whatever you know i'm i'm ready for whatever and i'm grateful for all the opportunities that are afforded to me but yeah that would be the two that i would realistically like to go to but of course AEW. come on of course (laughs) definitely definitely all right so pandemic hit you know we got a lot of wrestling you know shout out to everybody that still tried to put on like great shows for us while we had the pandemic and you know we had to wear the mask and everything which sucks so like but shout out deathmatch wrestling yeah like whoo love you guys like it's it's just it's just nuts but you you know you wear the mask too so like you know how was that you know to you know it's already like one thing like going outside wearing the mask but now you're refing a whole match and you continue to do that too so have you yeah. got used to wearing the mask like is it part it's pretty much a part of you now so yeah pretty much i mean i go to the gym with it and i'll do 30 to 60 minutes of stair climber cardio with it you know uh-huh. it's i've gotten used to it at first it was kind of like uh, uh, you know like whatever but now i'm just so used to it i almost feel like for those who are what uh watch dragon ball z or something like that there's where goku dies he goes to heaven and he's like training and you know he's training with the heavier layers once he removes it he's that much quicker 
because I have that extra layer on, you know, it's just like, all right, if I were to ever remove it, like to the gym or in a match, I, I feel like I would be, you know, that much more better off. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've just gotten used to it at this point, really, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, I've just gotten used to it and no big deal. I mean, of course, with the pandemic, you know, it was like when we were in the, in the height of it, you know, of course, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, whatever. And I'll get questions about it all the time, mm-hmm. still. Like, I just got it this past weekend. And it's really more or less just a uh, peace of mind. I'll, I'll break from it eventually. Yeah. It's funny. I, like, if I'm outside and people see me with that one, like, oh, my God, you actually do have a face. Yes, I do. <laughs> and, and as you can see right now, this is the face behind that mask. There you go. But, um, I mean, even Melissa could tell you, and I'm sure you may have seen it, too, I was refing when I first came back from my pandemic absence. I was wrestling. I was I was refing with two. Right. Yeah. I was double masking. That sucked. So <laughs> when I felt comfortable enough to at least get to the single mask, I was like, "All right, this is a lot easier now too." So, but it it was really um, it, it's been it's been a hell of an experience. But you know, you see the referees in Japan still wearing theirs too and some yeah. people like at limitless wrestling there's one gentleman that wears his still you know right. so you know whatever you're comfortable with you know Absolutely. don't let anybody give you shit you just gotta you know gotta be comfortable with what you're comfortable with you Absolutely. know 100 percent. so uh so since you know you ref a lot of matches you know who who throw some names out for people that they need to be paying attention to in your opinion Oh boy, we need a whole other episode for that. Um, <laughs> well, give us a couple. By, by the way, uh, fifty—I ref my fiftieth match this past weekend, which so was awesome. Masha and Lufus. Though I did the math and everything like that, today, so like, oh, but I was so mad I didn't get a picture because that's something I did at a hundred matches three years ago. But whatever. But that was a cool thing that I found out about for before. Uh, people that, ooh, that's tough. Um. There's Anthony Gamble, mm-hmm. a student out of Battle Club Pro. Um, he's worked a lot of like battle royals and scrambles and all that stuff, but there's there's just something about Anthony Gamble. Like I can see once he gets rolling, he's gonna be something big. I, I believe it in my heart. Uh, GKM, another one. Uh, there's a few people I'm sure in the chat that have either watched him wrestle or anything like that before too. Just uh, what new newly crowned one half of the ISPW tag team champions. Um, my goodness. There's so many, but that's what I love about wrestling. It's just like people can, you know, of course, you know, of Reed Walker, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the, but there's so many, there's so many Ryan Redfield, of course, you know, as well. Uh, there's just so many good talents. I, it, it's funny. Cause I even have a notes app of what I, <laughs> of <laughs> no, like it's all interesting. No, but ser- seriously, because I, I just like to keep, you know, Steve Pena from Magic. I mean, I think just a good looking dude and just can wrestle. Uh, just had a killer match with Rhett Titus at Soaring Over Ridgefield Park. If you want to check that out on IWTV. Um, yeah, there's just so many. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. But I but people could tell you and you already know this, too. Like, I've had to tell people, like, you know, what someone's finishes. Oh, yeah, someone's. Ending it with their finisher. What's mm-hmm. their finisher? This. Okay, cool. Like, I just watch so much, it's just hard to keep up with it at times. Right. But it's still cool because once I, like, uh, Brad Cashew. 
was another one, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I forget what they were going at going as before, but they had an excellent match at one point. I believe it was limitless, but yeah, they're they're really good too. They're wrestling out of chaotic right now oh, as yeah. well. Uh, Gnarls Garv and Big Beef or Beef. Yeah. Love me there's, some beef. Uh, so veteran many. of the game, Derek Neal. You know, you'll see him around, you know, New South Pro Wrestling or Uncharted Territory. And I think I think he's just wrestled uh, Rip Bison at Pro Wrestling Grind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's out yet, but that that's something to look forward to. There's just so much great talent yeah. out there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's why I like to, like, try to put some people over. And again, like, you know, obviously me doing the podcast, it's putting people over all the time. You know, so it's kind of nice to get that other side of the perspective. Like, you're in the ring. You work a lot of these guys, you know, or you watch a lot of wrestling, too, like, like I do. So you keep tabs of even people that you haven't maybe even ref for yet. I mean, you brought up Brad Cashew. Brad Cashew's coming on this podcast Wednesday. I love him. I feel like he should be all over the freaking place. I don't know why he's not all over the place, so. I'm really excited to chat with him Wednesday because he's good. Uh, there's like so many names that I need to see him in the ring with, you know, and it's like a bunch of the H2O kids. I would love to see him with like it's it's never ending wrestling, right? Like the indies are high. I mean, I mean, one of my favorites is Austin Luke. Yeah. Like I remember working their match at uh, at Bloodstorm, I believe, and it was just like because me, of course, having watched indie wrestling, you know, early ROH and all that stuff, like, you work some Nigel stuff in your mix, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I like you. We're going to be just friends. <laughs> We're going to be just fine as friends. <laughs> but, but, man, it just, of course, for those who are watching here, and first of all, thank you for tuning in and, you know, listening to me talk your heads off. But, uh, it just keeps supporting the independent wrestling, yeah. you know, because you never know. Like when I was doing my podcast for a little while, hopefully you can get back to that at some point. But um, just go out, watch, support your local independent wrestling because yeah. you never know who's out there. Yeah. That person that you're supporting at the Richfield Park Knights of Columbus or at the Showboat or, you know, Fet Music Hall or Melrose Ballroom, you know, just to name some venues or uh, – you know, Park Ridge, uh, BFW, something like that. They might be on television soon. And because of your support, you know, whether it be encouragement, monetary support to find a T-shirt, anything like that, you know, every little bit happens. Yeah. And a lot of these wrestlers, too, I don't know if you noticed this tip. Mm -hmm. they, a lot of these wrestlers remembered, like, the most obscure things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, if you helped, if you gave them a ride 50 miles you know from the venue to their house like they remember that yeah or if you gave them a ride just around the block yeah you know what i mean like you it's never the little know. it's the little it's the little thing it's funny because i like telling the story about peter avalon that he did like a meet and greet in chicago at the Starcast thing, well, he was like walking yeah. around or whatever, and you know everybody was like online to like talk to him and talk about the librarian gimmick with him. And I came up to him and I started talking about Wrestle Circus with him, and he had like the longest conversation. He was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, and then he got so excited, like his face got so lit up that we started talking about Wrestle Circus, and then he was like, "Oh, he was like, we had so many things planned and this, and unfortunately, <laughs> like the promotion don't 
exist anymore. And it makes me so sad because it was such a fun promotion to watch. Scorpio Sky was, you know, uh, a heel champion there. You know, like it was just a fun promotion that I was watching that was in Texas for anybody that, you know, is, does not know about this company. I know a lot of bad things happen or whatever, but it was like really it was such a fun promotion, you know, like, so yeah. I don't just focus on the New York, New Jersey, you know, and you're the same way too. Like we don't just focus on where we live or around us. Like I keep tabs all over the place. You oh, know, one of my favorite companies is West coast pro wrestling. Like yeah. just, you know, go out of your way to watch, uh, Titus Alexander and Will Ospreay from their last show. Like yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I'm I'm, che I'm checking up on the chat too. I see Melissa made a comment yeah. too about the podcast, and I appreciate that you and Zaley always came in and tuned in and or interacted with the chat and everything else like that. So I'm glad that it kept you sane during that time. It, it certainly kept me sane too, and you know some of the wrestlers I brought on, you know, there was a couple of them even like, wow, really me? You know, just yeah, dude, this is. Let's just BS. I know there's nothing to promote right now, but let's just talk about you. Yeah. So it, it was just therapeutic for me the, and 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 the guests and, and the like, as it was uh, obviously by Melissa's testimony that for other people, too. So hopefully I can get back to that or at least make more of a consistent Twitch schedule because I'm getting back more into playing video games, too. So this has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely check that out as well. So Hopefully. That's, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, you know, oh, let's talk about Basket Brawl. Shout out to Shane Fair. Uh, <laughs> Much love. <laughs> I love Shane Fair, but my goodness, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> like, look, the game itself was great. I wish I was with everybody else in the seats. Right. Because I watch basketball. I like basketball. But it turned into, you know, like if you're watching NWA versus like a local police precinct or something like in a charity softball game or something. Yeah. <laughs> it turned from that concept to like full blown, like just just seriousness i'm trying to think of the popular court name in new york right now but mm -hmm. i can't think of it off the top of my head mm -hmm. but just a full-blown serious game in, in in matter of moments and thank god for alphonse stevens because he knew more than me and shin did me and shin were under the understanding that this was just kind of like a friendly exhibition but boy oh boy did that turn around real quick <laughs> outside of that outside of that it was a fun time Shane did great work and raised a lot of yeah. money for 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 the uh, for the baseball league, and um, obviously we're kind of close to now. And I guess basketball too may not be a thing just yet, but I am hopeful that it does become a thing. And I told Shane, <laughs> probably horrible timing at that point, but it's like yeah. I'll help you find referees of a local, <laughs> of an actual local ref league, because they'll be more, they'll be able to keep more, uh, in tap with, um, you know, with an actual game of how how very competitive everybody was. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, but and people still talk about it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like we're almost a year past, or you know, up to a year since the bat last basketball game. And people still talk yeah. about it. 
and I'll see it every now and again online of like, when's the next basketball going to be? When's the next announcement going to be? When's the first announcement for 2022's game going to be? Like, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, and it took a toll on Shane, bless his yeah. heart. But, you know, it, it, it was a lot of fun, and hopefully it could come about again one of these days. Absolutely. Much love to Shane. Maybe maybe we should change it up and do something else. Maybe maybe, no, maybe I, bowling. The, t the Twitter interaction for basketball, I mean, I don't know if you went back and saw it. Oh, I watched it, was, it live. It was insane. Yeah. Like, I'm watching J-Rose tweet about it and just other people getting so into it. They were getting so into it and people wanted to mimic it right away because now they saw that it could be done yeah uh just it's you know the best form of Im uh, flattery is imitation right or yeah. however the hell that phrasing goes <laughs> um but it 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 was something different and it was new and i again i really hope it can be revisited one of these days because if you have an if, if you can get a lot of these, I mean, you have to have Vertigo and Brandon Kirk on opposite teams again, right? Yeah. You, know, you have the defending <laughs> basketball MVP go at it with Kirk in a rematch on the court. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Maybe we need a bunch of, like, little games or something like that or, like, set to, like, just a certain quarters, only certain people are going at it or something like that, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just... You know, a regular basketball-sized NBA-sized roster. Yeah. You know, nothing. Three three-on-threes are fun, but like, I liked that tempo and the pacing of full court and right. just the competitive nature of that. Though three v three or four v four gets very competitive too, but you know, just enough so that people can kind of tag in and out more. Mm -hmm. That's that's really it though. Other than that, I thought everything was just it was fun, fantastic. Yeah. And yes, and yes, Melissa, Azalea giving me the game ball was so awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. Because that was post surgery, right? Yeah. And just to see her make that walk, it was it was unassisted, with the hand in both the ball in both hands. That was so cool. That was so cool. See, those are those are like really great wrestling positivity moments right like since i like yeah. to push the wrestling with positivity it's like so many so many great moments in in wrestling i love it so much love Absolute. to everybody who's part of it um so i have one final question for you if anybody else drop it into the chat so give some advice for those you know amateur or inspired you know people trying to get into wrestling, whether it's a wrestler, you know, or maybe they want to become a ref or maybe they want to become a manager or something, any kind of advice that you like to give them. It's funny that you mentioned that too. Between you and Brad, you have excellent timing with certain questions here. Um, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day too, about they'll hop out of school and all these I, mean, I don't know where they're going in particular, but like the kids are like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler, this, that. And he brought me up and uh, said, hey, you know, DM was a wrestler too, but he found his niche as a referee and he's doing pretty damn good for himself. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. working GCW. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm working a death match with two of the best death match wrestlers in the world in a cure and hood put at GCW in the showboat. Like, come on. Uh, sorry, got all excited. But, uh, 
But um, the best advice would be for just people in wrestling in general, just don't discount other roles. Right. What, you know, if you're if you're trying to become a wrestler and it's not working out, um, or that you know whatever, but don't just say I'm leaving wrestling completely, right? Like, just try. If you really love wrestling that much, there's a role for you here, right? So, like for me, I was looking to get back into wrestling. Somebody had the conversation with me, like, "Hey, man, you know, like I'm not trying to deter you, you know, Corey, you know, I'm not trying to deter you from what you want to do." But, you know, if you're, you know, you're good, I'm sure you can get a lot of bookings because, you know, you're good as a referee. People will notice and this, that, like, okay, great. And look at where I'm at now. Like, I just came back from the showboat and I'm about to go other places in a couple of weeks. It's insane. Um, and I would never have been able to do that if I was wrestling. I, I'm sure of it, right? Right. Or even as a manager, a ring announcer, a broadcaster, you know. If, if one thing – you look at Alphonse, unfortunately, because of his battle with COVID, you know, he can't really ref, but he's been broadcasting. Right. So there's always something that you can do. Yeah. And whatever – if it's not wrestling or if it is wrestling, you just, just give it all you got. Every piece of the show makes everything work. Right. To the person running the gimmicks, you know, from the entrance gear – to the back or the person that rings the bell, the person that holds the camera cameras or, you know, the boards for the production or the photographers. shout out to the photographers of pro wrestling. Yeah. Just, they make all of us look so great. <laughs> they make all of us look so great. Uh, <laughs> you'll find a niche and you'll yeah. find what works for you. You know, just don't give up and just keep trying. And, you know, if one thing don't work out, try something else. I'm sure you'll find something. That's great advice. Great advice for all those people out there. Everybody's important. I have that conversation with people all the time. I was just talking to the photographer of Beyond the other day. We were having this. Right, and I'm right, like, you right. guys are so important. I was like, even if you think. I was like, not only I said some of the stuff that you guys do, which allows me to make thumbnails and you know layouts for these interviews i was like but i said if i'm at another promotion and i want to know what's going on i was like at least i can look at photos from you guys and see like the cool photos or maybe someone that like i'm very interested in that i get to see like these cool shots like it's everybody's important everybody's important to the wrestling world so you know kudos to all you guys so um, i kind of want to bring up a solid th th yeah. point to you like from this past weekend to kind of go back to like with Brad mm -hmm. stuff about mentioning with GCW and stuff. You know, it, it, for those of us who watched wrestling back in the day or watched a lot of J Japanese wrestling or something, you see the pool of photographers that are outside, you know, out ringside and yeah. stuff. Like, it's just insane. Like, you'll look at, like, the early WrestleManias or stuff. You'll see all the photographers all around the floor, in, you know, WWF. Insane. Yeah. I, big fight feel all that weekend. Again, one of the wildest wet weekends of pro wrestling ever. Just what an experience, right? But the, the amount of photographers and cinematographers outside of GoPro wrestling or, you know, people capturing stuff, Kings Road Slayer, you know, other guys, Dan, this guy, Dan, really good dude. Um, it was really weird because I'm always like, you know, this and uh, Cody would know this too. And Rob would know this. I try to get out of the way of most people with yeah. cameras so that they can get a good shot. <laughs> But even so, like, but it, it, it made it feel so big to have all those photographers 
there and capturing everything. Um, it, it, I, I tweeted that before. I really I love scrolling through Twitter like on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays to see photos from like the prior weekend. Right. No matter what it is, just because some of the shots that come from there are just so amazing. Yeah. It's great. Um, and even being ringside, like for a lot of the death matches and stuff too. Like again, for the this past weekend's TOS, just it makes me appreciate the effort and the work that they put into not only capturing the shots, but of course later on when they edit everything, like. Yeah the work that they go through is insane yeah and, and what they put themselves through is absolutely yeah insane. yeah you know so it's like really come <laughs> on that like gives them some love pay them more you know like i yeah. told a couple Tip in em. private i i have i've I told a couple in private you know um when i move from where i'm living now to a house i'm buying photographs from them i could just easily take it you know screen capture it print it this that no, like you know, they they deserve to get paid for their pictures yeah. too, especially if it's being, like, you know, you're gonna get better quality and, you know, you're supporting their, yeah, you know, their side job or their full time job, whatever it may be for them, just to be like, hey, you know, thank you, and you know, this is my way of thanking you is compensate you for at least your picture. Absolutely, absolutely. Had a bunch of the photographers on the podcast. I'm planning on having more in the future. I'm in talks with a couple of them, which is great. So definitely check out those interviews. We've had Mouse on. We have Chris Grasso on. We had Earl Garner on. Like, definitely check out those interviews. Shout out to GoPro, Darren Fisher, another one. Like, love him to death. You know, like everybody, you know, everybody pulls their weight. We all love wrestling. So talk to second gunny one day. What a hell of yeah. a conversation. Oof. I've so had him many. on with me a couple mm-hmm. of times and he's got a heck of a story. And especially with what he covers and how he first got into photography. Ooh, <laughs> definitely a hell of a conversation. Oh, looking forward to it. So tell everybody like where they can find you, what you got coming up so they can support you. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you can find me on well if i ever get on twitch anymore these days i'm working on it twitch instagram and uh twitter at ref dm stevens you can find me at pro wrestling magic coming up on june 25th or if you happen to be going to melrose ballroom or fet music hall in new york and providence rhode island respectively you know come say hello there and uh you know i, I usually try to keep things posted on my twitter about my upcoming stuff but i don't have a lot coming up i got you know two weeks and then the week after you know the big gcw weekend and the weekend after that for magic uh which will be june 25th pro wrestling magic ridgefield park get your tickets you know go on their twitter at wrestling magic for more information on that but um yeah i you know i'm cool with just what i have i just i I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful. Grateful for you for having me on here to talk with you today. Absolutely. Thank you. And for those who are watching on whatever platform it is, you know, thanks for, you know, having interest in listening to this referee BS about wrestling and just life in general. But this is a lot of fun. So and, and I appreciate everybody's support everybody yes thank you and thank you for again coming on here chatting with us a little bit no dying in the ring of like you know being any bumps please like no please god no <laughs> listen I, i'm okay with it but I, i'd rather not if i don't yeah that's ryan's job ryan t's job 
Phyllis will even go, like, if we're on the same show, it's like, Ryan, what the hell? He's taking over your job now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. I love Plus it. <laughs> Please make sure you follow RefDM Stevens. All his links are in the description below so you can click and make it easy for yourself. Go support him. Go say hi. When you see him in the ring, go take those photos. It's Take all... those photos, baby. Yes. It's very important. Get those, get those photos, you know, get some photos with him. Make some moments, as I always like to say. So uh, with that being said, again, busy week this week. TJ Crawford's coming on tomorrow. And uh, love TJ Crawford. We're going to get an update on him, how everything is since his surgery. This is the last time that he's been on here. And uh, Brad Cashew, which we talked about a little bit on this podcast, will be here on Wednesday. So definitely make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn that bell on for all your listening needs. So you guys know the drill. Stay safe. Support independent wrestling. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.